You're listening to the TNT Effect, the athletes podcast. This is the podcast where athletes discuss their journey and sports professionals talk about how they support these athletes. I'm your host, Dr. Tierra, and today I'm speaking with Michelle Chapman-Smith, a former elite women's indoor volleyball player turned coach. Let's get into today's episode. What's up, Michelle? How's it going? Just living, living the dream. Living the dream, living the dream. So I actually, um, I was going to wear an FSU shirt to be petty. I'm glad you did. Because I know you went to um, UF, boo, boo, such a disappointment, but whatever. (laughs) (laughs) It's all good. But since we're talking about UF, before we get into uh, your coaching experience, can you tell us a little bit about your, your career as an athlete? Well, um, my mom was in the military, and so we grew up traveling um, quite a bit, and um, I started my volleyball career in California. I played uh, club level at a club up in Northern California called City Beach, and then we moved to Illinois, and I played for another club called Sports Performance, and that's when I started getting the attention of a lot of colleges. to play volleyball at their university. And to me, I was like, what, what is this? Which was crazy because my sister played uh, volleyball at UCLA. So I should have known that the process, known what the process would be like, but I didn't. I was just playing the sport that I loved and having a good time with it. And so um, started getting a lot of attention from colleges and um, I actually had no idea where I wanted to go to school. So my mom took charge of that process for me. And she said, you're going to the University of Florida because I like Mary Wise. And so that's where I went to school and had a fantastic experience there. Um, We went to two Final Fours, one national championship game that we lost in. I'm over it. (laughs) Uh, Uh, Apparently not. Um, so we did that. I was able to graduate with, um, two, um, degrees, one in sociology, one in family, youth and community sciences and was an all American and then left university of Florida and went right into coaching at Georgetown university. Nice. What position did you play? I was blessed to play outside, middle, and right side. Okay. So Yeah, I played three positions. How tall are you? I am six feet. Mm, all right. So, so smaller for what would one consider for a middle. Um, but I played middle um, my junior and senior year. One of my teammates, she was a two-time All-American. She went down with an ACL. Um, and then when we went to the national championship game, I played middle. She went down in October. So I had to play, fill her position from October up until that national championship match. The middle that I played against, she was 6'5". So I was short as a middle. To be six feet and to be considered short? Yeah. That's um, it's kind of a slap in the face, you know, considering I'm 4'11". Yeah, I remember that. I was like, <laughs> is she for real? Like, <laughs> oh, don't be shaming me right now. Don't do that. Don't do that. 
<laughs> so how was that transition going from being an athlete to coaching? You know, it was, it wasn't as difficult as I thought. Um, because I feel like for me, coaching just extended on, um, the most important thing, which was building relationships. And so as a, as a player and as a teammate, you know, you're always working on developing and building relationships. And so when, once you get into coaching, um, that's still the most important thing is to make sure you're building relationships with your players. Um, so you know how to communicate with them and how to, you know, coach them. Right. So how do you, I guess, manage your coaching style from versus your playing style? Do you, have you merged the two at all? Yes. Um, I am a very energetic type player. I was a very energetic type player, um, a motivating type player, encouraging, um, played with a lot of hope, a lot of faith. Um, and so I believe that those are the same qualities that I bring into my coaching style. Um, I will be in my four inch heels cheering jumping up and down on a bench and my players are like uh how is that even possible I was like you need to focus on playing and let me do my <laughs> <laughs> so, so you, you talked about um you know you're um playing with hope playing with faith and so when you talk about playing with faith is that like faith in your abilities faith in a higher power all of it all of it all of it. yeah yeah, I mean, there's a lot of work to develop faith in in your abilities, um, and there's a lot of work to develop faith in your abilities by having faith in a higher power to keep yourself grounded, to keep yourself um, rooted in you know reality of what you're fully capable of, and all of those things. So, I mean, to me, it's it's hard to separate. Um, life from from the sport because you learn so much from sport from you know that you can do in life and I think that they're so interchangeable um sport is just one of those places where you can make mistakes more so than you can in life you know so to me it's you're always in and out of both right so I see your little your little guy right here. Reese, he's a new baby. How old is he now? Yes, this is Levi Legacy Smith, and he is five months. Five months. So he yes. is pretty new. So are you currently coaching? Are you on maternity leave? I am currently not employed by an institution, um, but I do USA volleyball. In the summer, when they have summer programs, uh, the high performance programs, um, last last August, I served as an assistant coach for the national team, which was the absolute highlight of my career. Um, and so I, I just do some different things with the, the USA Volleyball. But my last coaching uh, job at a university was at San Diego State in 2017. So coaching college athletes, professional athletes, and also coaching youth athletes, 
What is the difference between those each of those levels? The difference. Um, I would say the how hands-on you are. Um, I felt like the opportunity that I had with um, our national team and some of those players, it was just so cool. It felt like a collaboration, you know, uh, and, and talking about how certain moves felt and um, you were just kind of able to dive in a little bit deeper and have more of a conversation um, of what you see, what they saw and kind of how you can move forward. With um, collegiate level, it's a little bit different because, you know, you have scouting reports. I mean, at every level, you're going to have a scouting report. But um, collegiate level, you're you're more so – and it, it's all individually based as well. So that you have to take that into consideration. But more of a whole, you have players that you are specifically talking about, like, certain things. You're still talking about how to tweak skills, like – Get your elbow up. Make sure you see the left hand when you're swinging. You know, you're talking about very specific details. Whereas, like I was saying, with the national team, it's more um, they see and they know how to play the game and the IQ level is already established where it's more of a uh, collaboration of their coach, your coach, and you're just kind of tweaking things. Whereas in the collegiate game, you're – you're really coaching skills still. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense, actually, because it's, you know, hopefully by the time you become a pro, not that you can't learn any right. at that point, but you've, you've reached a point in your career, at least, especially if you're later on in your professional career, you've, mm-hmm. you know, you've pretty much learned so many aspects of the tech, the technical aspects of the game, the developmental mm-hmm. side, like you've already you know, master that for the most part. And so, yeah, it was really more of a collaboration and just really fine-tuning those things that, okay, maybe I didn't see that, but coach has a different perspective or a different viewpoint, and now we can work together to put those little pieces together and make everything flow better. Exactly. So what is it that you focus on when you are developing players? The player as a whole, their mind – um, really the, the player as a whole and their mind and the mindset going into um, the space of playing volleyball. And so they have to have a learning mindset. They have to have a I'm going to get better mindset. Um, they have to have a mindset of just being their personal best. Um, and so to me, that's one of the things that I'm constantly talking about. Like, where are you mentally coming into this space? Um, because if you're not mentally there, you're not going to get better. You know, you, you have to be mentally prepared to, um, to learn, to develop skill, to develop your body. You know, you have to be mentally prepared to do those things. And so that's, that's one of the things I, I talk about a lot. Um, just making sure they're in the right mental space. And how do you approach that when you see that an athlete isn't in the right mental space? Like, how do you go to the athlete and, you know, talk to them about it? Yeah, I think it's it's just a part of the everyday training environment. 
And so I think that, I mean, once we get into the, the gym, the expectation has been set of come to the gym prepared, come to the gym mentally prepared to be better and to get better and to learn, um, to show humility, um, to fail. Um, all of those things play into it. And so I think that the expectation, my, my goal would be that the expectation is set. So that when they do come into the gym, they already know what to bring. Um, and we push through and, you know, we push through the practice. And if I see that that is that someone has been struggling with that during the practice, then we will, you know, pull them aside, talk afterwards and figure out what's going on. Because you never know, you know, something could be going on at home or in, in school or, you know, people have lives outside of the court. But the goal is to be able to compartmentalize those things so that you can focus on getting better. Right. Focus is at times there are so many things that can take our focus away um, Mm. from the task at hand. And so even now, more it's more important than anything to focus on what's important with, you know, your focus on your goals and basically have that that tunnel vision to some degree Mm -hmm. so what are some challenges that you face or have faced as a as a coach challenges would be behavioral issues that's the worst like that's just (laughs) that's just one thing that I just do not like dealing with you know I'm I'm totally fine um dealing with um questions i'm i'm fine in um i'm fine with dealing with confrontation and things like that but behavioral issues like we're here to play volleyball like why are you wilding out like what are you doing in the street until three o'clock in the morning you know like that kind of stuff or and that's the collegiate level or like what are you doing being a mean girl you know, at the youth level or, you know, whatever the case may be, like behavioral issues, I just have a hard time with because I'm like, the focus is volleyball. So, I mean, how do you have time to to do the things that's not volleyball related? And so those are the things that I I really, I will deal with it, but I don't, that's that's my least favorite part. I'm like, I don't want to today. Like, (laughs) I don't want to have to do the discipline thing. Like that's just, you know, like that takes away from it all. That's not my favorite part. Mm, Yeah, I agree. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Coach, why we got to pass this way or why we got to serve this way? Like, let's get into that kind of stuff. But having to discipline, that's, as my mom would say, for the birds. For the birds. Yeah. So what do you enjoy the most about coaching? Mm. Mentoring. Mentoring and just having those life conversations, not just coaching volleyball, but coaching in life. And so like the mentoring opportunities and those conversations that we have off the court or those times when we can learn something on the court that will help in life, you know, by just being super disciplined 
And that kind of turns over in life and they come back and say, coach, you know how you're always telling me not to step on the line? Well, that just helped me like really focus on doing X, Y, Z in chemistry, you know? And so it's those type of things that uh, for me, that that's a win. That was actually a great segue into, you know, if you have any of your former athletes and someone were to ask them, how did you impact them? What would they say? You know what is amazing? Um, like literally today, one of my players just sent me a, uh, one of my former players, she just sent me a tea set for my family. And um, for my little girl, Olivia, she loves playing tea party. And so I was talking to this player and uh, I mean, I coached her, what, eight years ago? And she sent a, um, a homemade um, ceramic tea set that she made. And in that, she had a note and she said, you know, coach, thank you so much for being um, a light in my life, being a mentor and showing me so much grace when, you know, it wasn't awesome. And just being that person that I could look up to. And uh, her mom also said, shared the same sentiments and so to me like that is a win to have that sort of an impact on a player's life well after they graduated and well into their adulthood that is to me again that that's the win that's a bigger win than a championship like seriously because it is a lifelong win essentially it's something that they can continue to use or take with them throughout their journey in life and apply it all the time and consistently win so how would you describe your work ethic as a coach relentless relentless and uh yeah, I just have, like when I, my husband always tells me that I have a tunnel vision and he's like, when you set your eyes on the prize, anything else, like you don't even see distractions. It's, and he's like, it's hard to even tap into your zone because you're so focused. And so I would, I would describe it as focused and relentless. I like that. Uh, yep, I really like that. Okay, so what would you say to younger players, as well as their parents, who aspire to play at the higher level, college or the professional level? I would say the most important thing um, in playing at the higher level is going to be touching the ball. I mean, you have to touch the ball. You have to uh, hone in on the skills and and um, understand the ball, understand angles, understand the game, you know, all that kind of stuff. So it, it has to be a lot of time spent studying, touching the ball, um, getting in the reps, the repetitions, things like that in order to develop the skill and to develop as a player. Um, now there's... Do they carry the ball with them? <laughs> nah, that's not going to help. <laughs> no, like, you need to be passing and setting and hitting and, you know, doing those skills with the ball. 
Um, and then that's that's one side of the coin. And then you have the other side of the coin. You have to prepare mentally. You know, having that um, that that grind mindset, that mindset of I'm going to learn as much as I can. I'm going to learn from watching other players. I'm going to learn from talking to other players and getting you know information on their experience of things. I'm going to go to as many camps as possible. I'm going to go to as many college and professional games that I can. I'm going to watch video of myself playing. I'm going to ask my coach for extra reps. I'm going to, you know, go in early and stay late and, and really take advantage of every rep that I have in practice because sometimes my coach can't stay late because they have kids. You know, like, like you have to take advantage and focus in on every rep that you have the opportunity to get. And that's another pet peeve is sometimes players will get into practice and they kind of blow a whole practice and you're like, and then want to say, well, coach, can I stay after and get some more serving reps? Sorry. I can't. Like like what happened to those five serves that you served into the net? Like that's, you need to take those moments and really focus on trying to get better, not talking to your friends you know, not doing all the extra stuff, but really focusing on in on the time that you have in the gym and and realizing that those moments are precious. And so I think that that's important as well. Those are the things that I advise. That, that is great advice. I think um, I don't mm-hmm. have anything else after that. I think <laughs> Levi is going to shut us down in a minute. <laughs> This is his energy, though, like (laughs) his whole energy. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you coming on. Thank you all for tuning in and a special thank you to my guests. If you enjoyed today's episode, please hit the subscribe button. And remember, a healthy athlete is a whole athlete.